What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having kids. Definitely having an ass. <laughs> you grab so your boob and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over or pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. And... I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. going on everybody it is coach greg adams and we are back in here with another youtube live stream uh today man this is the wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel today we are on the blue chip mindset number 12 all right take control of your own life first all right we're gonna hammer home some of the points that we've made in the previous blue chip mindset series that we do here every week on Wednesdays. We forget about the problems of the worlds of dating and relationships and marriage. Although sometimes those problems will, will, will those issues will come across, will come across and try to give you a different mindset and approach to having uh, whatever success that you want to have, you know, defined by yourself. But we try to take your mind and, and give you and, and put it on the things that are important in your life and particularly financial issues your current living conditions, your opportunities, your optimism, what you can create out of, out of this life. And this is going to require you to change your mindset. It's going to have to require you to change your thinking on just about everything uh, that you've learned thus far in life. I don't care what age you are in. You're going to have to change the way you see or believe things in order to get to this next level. Okay. And in order to get to this next level, meaning you're going to have to shed your skin of the past you and become the new version of yourself. Not only that, you're going to have to unplug yourself from a lot of the teachings and teachers that you've had prior. Now, I'm not giving you 100% of the formula. I'm not telling you to believe everything that I'm giving you here. But I'm telling you as a person that has been through that, having, having to shed his skin of the past teachings that was given to me. All right. And relearn myself and reprogram myself in order to get to the level I'm at today. All right. I'm trying to offer this advice to you. So I'm the author of three books, three books, really two full books and one uh, easy read, very easy read. The first one of my books is The Free Agent Lifestyle. That is the book that I uh, have basically patterned my life. It was basically a pre, it was a pre-strike, right? It was a pre-organized strike on how I was going to change the direction of my life, all right? It was everything that I was learning at the time and basically said, you know what? I'm going to reprogram my life to follow this manual to get where I want. And then the purpose of the free agent lifestyle is that when you start getting to the point where you knew you were going to be, 
what are you going to do next? That's going to be my next book coming up here in this uh, 2022. But in 2020, then I released the evolution to give you an idea of really how programmed you are. All right. You have to. Yes. The great reset of your mind. All right. I've told you how really programmed you are by following these agendas, agendas that get you nowhere other than the victimhood mindset, which we are 100 percent against over here. We don't do any victimhood mindset stuff over here. And a lot of people want us to run towards that. But we're going to show you why that's not going to favor you at all. All right. Because nobody cares about victims. And if you were going to talk about millionaires, they don't care about victims. They'll figure out how to way to take advantage of you, a.k.a. subprime lending. All right. A.k.a. Goldman Sachs, $10 billion loan program they'll figure out how to make you a social engineering experiment lab rat they'll figure out how to monetize you they'll figure out how to make you run and get a poke and buy boosters all right they'll figure out how to take advantage of you they'll teach you how to they'll take advantage of you by tuskegee experimenting on your ass but they don't care about you and just understand this anytime a person that comes with money to try to aid in your help all right they're taking advantage of you it's just plain and simple all right. And so I would never expect wealthy people to help me. I would want wealthy people to make me wealthy. All right. Help make me wealthy. All right. And many times they're giving you loans and they're giving you programs that are just similar, just as similar as the previous one that didn't work. And they're just redisguising the same trap. All right. It is what it is. Okay. They're redisguising the same trap that you got into because they figured they they know you figured out, you figured them out. They're like, oh, okay. After you got in college loan debt, they figured out, oh, okay, they, not many people are doing that anymore. What's another way we can get them, all right? So uh, we're trying to get you guys to avoid these things. And this isn't popular uh, information. Not a lot of people want to unplug. Not a, not a lot of people want to unplug. You're fully comfortable being plugged in. You're fully comfortable doing your nine to five ham and egg routine, okay? And then in which you turn your brain off and you proceed to be a mouth breather watching Netflix. You're fully comfortable doing that. Now, listen, if you're fully comfortable being a knuckle-dragging, mouth-breathing ham and egger, it's fine with me. Plugged into the Matrix, laughing at the laugh tracks on tonight's shows, laughing at the laugh tracks on your comedy, your sitcoms, all right, believing in the romantic theory of relationships. If you're fully comfortable with that, I have no problems with you. However, if you want to continue to be that, this is not the place for you. This is not the place for you. You're just not, you're going to rebel against everything that I'm telling you, even when I present facts and data. All right, I'm going to pre present facts and data as evidence. I'm going to use um, information that you're going to say, well, these people are evil because they have money and they pursue money. Evil, money is the root to all evil. If you're like that, Mrs. and Mr. Ham and Eggs, all right, all I'm going to tell you is please don't watch this show, all right? This is going to be everything that uh, you're uncomfortable about bucking in the system of your program life. You do your, you, do you all right? You do you, all right? And I'm going to do me over here. These hope strategies, and I'll tell you, man, these people are completely plugged in, Okay. Um, you're plugged in on LinkedIn, you're plugged in on TikTok, you're plugged in on Instagram, you're plugged in on Facebook, you're plugged in over here, you're plugged in on YouTube, you're plugged in, plugged in, plugged in, plugged <laughs> completely pl plugged in, all right, and they're, they're, they're acting like what I'm telling you to do, like, you better work, <laughs> all right, 
I'm like, dude, work. Don't don't get. They, they've already taken advantage of pro, the programming systems and they put them onto these platforms. All right, all you are is a commodity. All you are, you know, we we talk real over here. All you are is a commodity. Okay, they sell you. All right, that's what you guys get. All of these free what you think are free, all right? And uh, and it's funny when some people donate or some people support other people uh, in the way that the public broadcasting system is supported by the fans and the viewers. Uh, pe people think that's absolutely wrong. What is this? But you, you're used to being sold. You're a commodity, all right? That's what you are. And this is what affords them to be able to give you free viewings on these platforms they give you free instagram they give you free fake book accounts as many as you want make as many fake book accounts as you want okay all right make as many instagram accounts as you want they gotta i remember there were a time you have to make separate instagram profiles and sign in sign out sign. now they're like no make as many as you want <laughs> all right and guess what as they're giving you all this free stuff you know what they're doing they're selling you they're selling all of your information they're constantly advertising to you, all right? You look up something on Google, you go to your Instagram, there it is. How the hell that happened? <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Many times, you don't even have to, many times you don't even have to search up what you're looking for. You could think of it in your brain. You could be thinking of it like this. Hmm, I wonder what a WWE ice cream bar would taste like in 2022. Then go to your Instagram. WWE ice cream bars right there. This is how well they know you. This is how well you're sold. You don't even have to look it up. You can just think it. All right. So when you think about this, I want you guys to really think about this. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. It is just what it is. You waste a lot of time being plugged in. You waste a lot of time being plugged in. And as such, it prevents you from being who you really want to be. In this life, you're going to have to start unplugging yourself, all right, from these things in order to be who you want to be, or else you will just be a mouth breathing, knuckle dragging, ham and egg sheep, all right? That's what you're going to be. And that's what you is, all right? <laughs> anyway, let's do these super chats, all right? And don't be mad because that's who, what you is. And if, if you know, people get mad when I call you what you is, you get mad because, you know, a hit dog hollers. You know you spend all day scrolling on TikTok. 30 seconds here, 50 seconds here, 10 seconds. So you're like, well, what's the big deal? They're 30-second videos. But all day long, scroll, scroll. No good information, only programmed information. You get your thoughts organized from TikTok. All right? That's what you get. And that's what you is. Somebody said, what's a knuckle dragger? A, what, a knuckle dragger is a Neanderthal, all right? That's what a knuckle dragger is. The person that, uh, Bigfoot, square toe, little piece leaf. Shout out to Paul Mooney. Ricky Webster says, I love my coach and also my coach gang. French toast props do 100%. Uh, thanks for being here. Reese Williamson is back in here with the Hey You in the United Kingdom. Born yesterday, coach, you're the MVP of YouTube, not financial advice, wink. If you're into crypto, look into the post chain and Hex. Oh, I've been hearing about that Hex. Somebody introduced me to Hex on a coaching call. And he says, a.k.a. Richard Hart. Peace. 
All right. Uh, Raul says, love you, coach. Glad to be back. Appreciate you. Thank you for being back. Mask man. Oh, man. Why can't I scroll? I got to go. Hold up. Mask man says, coach, how is writing books? Wait, how has writing books helped your finance? Have helped you? I'm sorry, coach. How has writing books helped you financially and mentally? Well, I'm going to just tell you here. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to go fully into it. But if you're a YouTuber, you're a YouTuber and you have not written a book and you're only an AdSense YouTuber. <laughs> you don't have a coaching print plan, uh, a coaching program. You don't have a book. You don't have a uh, uh, apparel line and you're just an AdSense YouTuber. You're missing out. I'm just letting you know you're missing out on a golden opportunity because I know a bunch of AdSense YouTubers. And um, I'm going to just tell you, as a YouTuber, you can get hypnotized on this AdSense. And AdSense is a lo lovely thing. It's kind of like similar to residual income, which is one of my favorite words, residual. But also what gives you residual income and then a lack of dependency on AdSense where you can be like, okay, I didn't make AdSense money this month or they took my channel down or they stripped. You know what I mean? These things happen. Or you lose your steam or or whatever it is. Um, you will always have books. You will always have an apparel. You will always have money offsite. You will always have a coaching program. You will always have a teaching course. You will always have that. You will always have your audience. And so in that, the books have helped me financially because they're residual. And I don't have to be out here going, I need 500,000 subscribers. You know what I mean? I don't need that 500,000 subscribers. It would be great. It, it would help the books. It would help the residual. But I have that to offset what, I'm, what, what YouTube doesn't allow me to get here, in essence. So there's a stream of income over there that I just be like, that comes from the books. And I won't tell you what it is, but um, it's nice to have. All right. And somebody said also sponsorships as well. That's going to be the next thing I get into because people have been for years trying to get me to do sponsorships. And I think probably about middle of the year this year, if I'm, you know, or next year, I'll probably get into that where I'll take a moment to say, hey, look at this thing over here. They want me to sell you. All right. Uh, and then mentally writing books, uh, writing books is a ticket. All this is right here is a ticket to what they call AKA legitimacy. This is legitimacy, all right? Most people in humanity have wanting to write books. They have wanting, they have, they have wanted to write books. People have sat around for 20, 30 years. I want to write a book. I want to write a book. I want to write a book. Well, I literally have a book. Not only do I have one book written, I have two book written. And then I have a third book written, which is a manual. Once you've written a book, it is a ticket into legitimacy in our world whether you self-publish it or have a publisher. I'm a big fan of self-publishing. There's limits and all of that stuff, but then, you know, publishing is hard to get into. Publishers are hard to get into. Just to let you guys know. <laughs> Just to let you guys know. You now have a ticket to legitimacy because now you can say, well, I've written a book about it. Now you now that person has to read the book in order to understand your philosophy, not just say, well, you're just a YouTuber. No, I'm also an author. And I'm also a public speaker, being been invited to speak in front of many people. I've appeared on other people's uh, podcasts and shows to talk about my philosophy. All right? That's where it is. 
So this is what YouTubers have to understand. I look at some YouTubers. I'm like, yeah, you got a great audience, but then what? You know what I mean? You got to take that next leap. And um, one secret here, he says, one secret here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a secret. Hey, content creators, listen to this. And there's a main, you know, there's major content creators. They got 300,000 subscribers, 400,000, 500,000, 1 million, no book, no clothing line. They, they're not, they're not capitalizing. You know what I mean? And I think you can get hypnotized into your own success on YouTube and it can be good money, but then what, right? What's the next leap? You got to be prepared for that. And you got to do it before you get in trouble here on YouTube. And um, I'm going to tell you a secret. As a content creator, you already have the content for your books. <laughs> I mean, this it's not like you got to rewrite the book. You already have the content produced. This is blue chip mentality. I want you guys to listen to me. You don't have to be a millionaire to teach. You don't have to be a You already have the content. Every time you get on here on YouTube and talk content. And, book, and a book is a form of content. You can repackage the content. Nobody's going to remember. Oh, you said that in that video. Nobody will remember. Again, I'm here to teach. You don't need massive following here to do. Hey, guys, there's women on YouTube right now with 50,000 subscribers, and they, are, they make probably $100,000 a month. I study this stuff. There's, there's women on YouTube, men and two, they have 50,000 subscribers and they make over $100,000 uh, a month. And you say, how? Then you say, how? Well, how is they will sell a product? They will be like, hey, I have a calendar. Um, hold on for a second. They'll do like this. They'll have a calendar like this. For their own following. And they'll make it so that their people will fill in their calendar. Hey, you want to get organized? They'll make a calendar. They'll sell thousands of these calendars. And they only got 50,000 subscribers. This is why I want you guys to wake up. Subscribers mean zero other than what YouTube provides for you in AdSense. Okay. He said, this is true. My partner has 340K subscribers making 200K. You got to be able to off-brand sell. Now, they're going to call you a grifter. See, this is the blue chip mindset. You want to be called a grifter because you're taking advantage of an opportunity. Big deal. There's going to be people that have hurt feelings over that, right? Let them, make, let them have hurt feelings over that, okay? Because they'll continue to be poor and whatever. This is leveraging. You'd be an idiot not to leverage. If you're going to be on here and be the a Mother Teresa of YouTube, well, I had a great opportunity. I didn't leverage it because I figured it wouldn't be fair. Okay. <laughs> then let's put you in the idiot category or Mother Teresa. Okay. You're, you're either an idiot or Mother Teresa. One or the two. Yeah. The, yeah. You sell out. You sold us out. Okay. Or, or I had to support myself, which the opportunity was there to support yourself. If the shoe was on the other foot, they would do the exact same thing. But because the shoe was not on the other foot, guess what happens? They are, well, you know, I, the way I would do it is I would Mother Teresa my way to everything, and I wouldn't. <laughs> it is crazy. 
But yeah, man, and they start labeling things, sell out grifters. No, 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 no. You have to support yourself. And basically, I'm the one out here with putting my neck on the line in my face. So if that's the case, I know I won't be able to get another job after putting my neck on the line. I can't go to human resources anywhere else. This is what I know. So what must I do in order to continue to say these things? I have to be able to have support. In order to get support, I can't just expect everybody to uh, cash at me or PayPal me or or uh, what do you call these things? Uh, super chat. Okay, because most people don't super chat. Most people watch for free and then they go on their merry way. Right. Only a small percentage of the audience super chats. Everybody else just watches and then. I don't know. Stay plugged up. So you got to be thinking of this ahead of the game, all right? And I'm going to just tell you this right now. These blue chip mindset series are for you to take advantage of now because God forbid I wrote a fourth book and that book gave me enough residual income from the other three books that I have. You won't see no blue chip mindset series. You know what you would see? You would see a commercial. Join Coach Greg Adams at the Anaheim Convention Center for the blue chip mindset series. $2,000 per ticket. That's what you're going to see in two years. <laughs> That's exactly what you're going to see. Oh, now this game, the game is to be sold, not told. Okay. And so at some particular point, you guys are going to realize that. Better soak this up now. Because God forbid there gets a, there's some sort of growth or there's some, I get comfortable. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't need to make another YouTube live stream. I'm chilling. Hey, coach, I got a question for you. Sure. What, how much do you have in your pocket? Clean it out. All right. <laughs> you got a question for me? All right. Mm. Proof is in the pudding. But that's the what wise men do. And that's what people here in the blue chip mindset does here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to do a couple more since we talked about this. This is what we do to share. And I want everybody to approach their life this way. Uh, blue chip, no, sorry, Black Ortiz, the philosopher says, CGA, I had to check my G, my girlfriend on why I listen to you. It's not to hate women, but to keep us aware of the manipulation that women always employ. And why not? Why do, why do, um, why do, um, women listen to women broadcasters all the time? They listen to, uh, two daddy girls. What are those girls? Two girls in the cup, the, the Lana Rhodes podcast. They watch the they they subscribe to all the Instagram channels, uh, girls. Um, oh damn, I always can I can't remember them. There's a channel called Girls. There's a channel called I can't remember them. They listen to all of that stuff. Yeah, two broke girls, three girls in the bathroom, two girls in the cup, the titty, two titties in the podcast. They listen to all of that stuff. It's so crazy. They watch the View. They watch the, 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 they, there's the other girl show, The View, The Pod, Call Her Daddy. Yeah, they watch the Call Her Daddy podcast, Call Me Daddy. It's like they watch all of that stuff and they think, oh, well, you know, because they, you know, minorities always think, the AKA minority, uh, they always think, well, we can watch this stuff to help us against you. But God forbid you, why do you need any help? The real, that's the other one. The Red Table Talk. They watch all of that gobbledygook, and they'll watch it back to back to back. They'll subscribe to all the IGs and the TikToks, and then you watch one show to help you out, and they'll be like, what is this? It's so weird, man. 
it's a weird thing. Why do they question what you watch? Do you question what she watches? <laughs> do you question what you, why are you watching Call Her Daddy podcast? Aren't these girls allegedly two strippers or two pornography girls or one was and one, one wasn't? Why are you watching that? They'll watch it. It is so crazy. Um, this is the world we live in. It's clown world. Uh, but what they'll say is, our stuff is not misandrous. Feast of Famine saving 1K a month on Seeking A by naming my flesh like Gordita. Wait, naming my flesh like Gordita. Gotta protect my seed and run. All right. Wait a minute. By naming my flesh like Gordita. Yeah. Uh, boy, that's a lot of money on uh, Seeking Arrangements there. That's hell of a budget. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. I got to get into the show. Let's get into the show and let everybody know what this is. Now that we didn't cleared out all the freeloaders. There's a term called freeloaders and grifters. Like, where do you want to be on this one? All right. Same people calling you a grifter, a.k.a. are freeloaders. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? All right. Uh, let's talk about this. Changing your mindset. Uh, here it is right here. We let everybody know the average age of a millionaire. Average age of millionaires. 62 years old and this is for men you young men i know it's difficult i know you think everybody's rolling luxury cars because you see them on instagram i know you think everyone has a six-pack i know you think everyone is uh you know handsome or got girls and all of that stuff this is not true only a small portion of those people do and let's read this information these are things that i need to do to remind you it says here um, according to the report of the U.S. millionaire population by age, the average age of a U.S. millionaire is 62. About 38% of millionaires are over the age of 65. Only 1% are below 35. Only 1%. All right. And, and in that, that 1% oftentimes are men who dribble basketballs, who run footballs, cross goal lines, all right, who are part of uh, trust funds or who, who took a risk. Only a small percentage of men under the age of 35. Only 1% are below 35. What age do most men become? Oh, wait. What age do most millionaires become? Millionaires. This talks about this. We can pull this article up. Become a millionaire one small step at a time. Not big steps, not big leaps. All right? One small step at a time. That means as a man, you have to be really patient and diligent in what you're doing. You can make 40 k a year as long as you don't ruin your life with divorce uh, impregnating a woman out of wedlock, you can become a millionaire. All right. They have that book, the millionaire next door. A lot of teachers, um, who, um, became millionaires. All right. By being diligent, you couldn't go out there and throw your salami around and bang three Oh fours. It says here, the average age of a millionaire is 57 here, indicating that for most people, it takes three or four decades of hard work to accumulate substantial wealth. And, um, and um, a lot of people don't realize that um, it's going to take, like for me, it took a decade of just reframing my life to get to this point in which now I'm in the residual investment stage of my life. I'm no longer in the toy collecting phase of my life. I'm no longer in really the self-employment phase of my life. I'm in the business phase leading into investment in residual. That's why when people were like, oh, they shut your program down on the main channel, you're going to be broke. They're going to repossess the Porsche. I was like, no, you guys don't get it. I was already taking steps to even, um, to even protect against that. So by the time that happened, it was like, okay, all I have to do is redirect. 
right? All I have to do is redirect. It wasn't like, oh no, I didn't save a dime. I spent all my money on a car and now I'm done. If you thought that was the case, you're an idiot because I'm, I'm listen, I, I showed you on the free agent lifestyle how to do this. All right. I took a full decade off or close to a decade of being trying to program my life in order to please others, trying to program my life for the one chance at romance in love, trying to program my life to please my family, trying to program my life to protect and be the Robin Hood for my black race. I basically told you in chapter three of the free agent lifestyle, which is entitled, don't box yourself in. Don't box yourself in. And I gave you four areas not to box yourself in on. Employment, real estate, and most people get boxed in on real estate. All right, and they lose big time. And I'll show you that in a minute. Relationships and racial issues. Those are all many times distraction in preventing you to get where you want. Now, if you can overcome that and not box yourself in, eventually you'll build yourself up enough to be able to afford uh, to box yourself into these areas. Then you can go help, but not when you're on your way up. Okay, it is difficult for many people to understand here. All right, let me show you something on real estate. There's this movie called Money Pit. I love talking about this because I have a real estate license. I worked in the mortgage industry. All um, I have a license since 19, no, sorry, 2005 in real estate. I've sold homes. I've uh, leased homes. Uh, I've been and part of people who wanted to become investors. I've been seeing people do these things all the time. Um, there's a movie called The Money Pit, where classic ham and egger, mouth-breathing knuckle-draggers always box themselves into this problem in real estate, okay? And they do this, oh, I'm going to go get the house with the picket fence. And then guess what happens? One thing happens. They lose their monetization. Um, they 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 have an affair. The wife has an affair. Um, they get a divorce. The the interest rates raise, and they had an adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, they buy too much house. I mean, it's classic American knuckle dragging boxing in. I mean, you do this all the time. You you buy too much house more than the house than you can afford, and then you know what you can afford, but then the spouse doesn't realize it, and they want the big fancy house and the big Mac mansion, and then they get their ass handed to them all the time. There was a movie called Mr. Mr. Blanding Builds His Dream House. I want you to listen to these right here. Check this out. Check this out right here. Here's another classic example of uh, knuckle, dra knuckle draggers. You program plugged in people. Get involved in when you get these houses. All right? Houses. I want a house. <laughs> and then you get boxed in. Let's listen. Hi, Dave. I need help. We'll try. How can we help? Of course you need help. You need help. You need to unplug. And Dave's like, look at Dave. <laughs> I love Dave Ramsey. I don't pick on Dave Ramsey. Fair use, by the way, Dave. You guys know this is fair use. I use you as an example for men. Because you men fall in love. Because you guys do the million-dollar plan. You guys do the million-dollar makeover. You know what the million-dollar makeover is? You go to college. You get student loan debt. Then you meet the love of your life. Then you get married. And then that's going to cost you. I mean, you're already in the hole 150, 150K. And then what? You have kids. Now you're in the hole 250K per kid. All right. Then you buy cars and houses. Not You're in a million dollars in debt before you hit 33. A million dollars in debt. Before, I mean, you're you're just basically digging your way out. That's what you're doing. 
Now, if you can avoid that, which all some of us did and some of us didn't, you'll become a millionaire quickly. Okay. God forbid you impregnate someone out of wedlock. You're in the you're in the whole 300 grand already. All right, let's look at Dave. Dave is runs a show in which he listens to mouth-breathing ham and eggers get themselves into debt slavery every damn day. Mm. I want a house. Let's listen. So here's the situation. I recently bought a primary residence. You guys watch too much videos. I'm going to buy a primary residence. Then I have investment property. And you get your ass handed to you. I have a rental property um, that I've owned since 2013. It used to be my primary. Um, but this new home that I bought is turning out to be a bit of a money pit. What a, what a shock. You don't say. People don't do their due diligence. They lead with their emotions. And then they get into this. You emotional leading people. I'm going to lead with the heart. I'm going to lead with emotions. I want it. I want it, house. I want it. And then you find out you got problems. And I need cash to help do renovations on it. Wait a minute. Wait, God, you bought a house and didn't have the cash to renovate? You bought a house and didn't have the cash to renovate. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm hesitant to sell my rental, but I know that if I do, I could be debt free. Um, but I'm not sure if that's the right choice because I do make money on it. How much money do you make on your rental? How much money do you make on your rental? I can't even wait to hear this. I also have 47000 in student loans. She still got 47000 in student loans. You got a rental property and a money pit you just bought. Man, the banks love you people. Shout out to the banks. The banks love you people. They love you. They're like, good, do this, get married, get student loan debt, get that degree, buy that house, have kids. <laughs> do it, do it now. Choice because I do make money on it. I also have 47000 in student loans. So I've got debt, I've got equity, and I'm just kind of frozen equity. and I don't know what to do. Equity. Mm. Well, I, yeah, if you can sell the rental and have the cash to finish the money pit and not be a money pit anymore and have the cash to knock out your student loans, then I'm selling it. Uh, the question I've got is, are you going down a rabbit hole with this money pit thing and you need to sell it? It's something I've thought about. But she can't do it. She says she thought about it, but she can't do it. Why? Her emotions are attached to it. This is why you can't lead with your emotions. This is what happened. But I love the house. I love the car. I can be without my car. I got three cars, two motorcycles, electric bike. I, I'm good. Like if one, if I lose one of my cars, which I won't, but if I did, I got another one. All right. I'm not emotionally attached to things anymore. It's something I've thought about, but in its current state, I would be losing tens of thousands of dollars. There's the key. In its current state, I'll be losing tens of thousands of dollars. So you guys buy a house, and then this is when I say you get boxed in, you get stuck. Because then you get in, oh, damn, if I leave now, I'm going to lose on closing costs, everything. I'm going to lose because I sell it at a lower value. She says she has equity. I doubt it. I doubt it's enough. And now you got to—you don't have the money to renovate. You're stuck. You're stuck. So I don't Wait know. Minute, you, you tore it up after you bought it? So... So, so what happened was bought it knowing it was a fixer upper thinking it was going to be cosmetic. But once I started 
taking some things down, I discovered some serious uh, structural issues. Of course you did, because you didn't do your, did you not have an appraiser? You didn't have anybody go over this. Oh, I'm going to take down this beam, this day. I'm going to take down this wall. Oh, the whole house is rotted out. <laughs> it happens all the time. So there's no equity in the house and to sell it as it stands, I probably won't even recoup, you know, what little I've done. So. Well, she watched a house flipping TV show on, on, um, she watched a house and garden TV and she thought she can do it. That's what happened. What'd you pay for it? I paid 96. Damn. What is sell for today as, it. what is pay for, sell for today as is? I mean, I think 50, 60 tops. So she's going to lose 40K right off the rip. 40K right off the bat. Okay. So I would be losing upwards of 30 to 40,000 right off the bat. Hmm. Houses are, mm, I, I'm just going to tell you, houses are the one of the best ways for you to lose money. From most people, they're going to they're going to lose it. Uh, the only way they can not lose money is they have to save face and stick in it, stay in it. So she's going to have to stay in this until until the market changes, until she doesn't lose 30, 40 K. She's stuck in it. I think either it way needs about 50 K in work, too. And, and then at that Jesus. point, what would it be? So it she's 90 K. She's going to lose 50 K, but it needs 50 K worth of work be worth if you put all this money into it are you going to recoup it i i would anyways? i would have no equity but i think i would break even if i put in 50 i think it would be worth around 130 140 so it's probably break 50. even no equity and i'd have a, a nice home to live in and you'd be happy with uh, the home at that point i would i would yeah it's just a matter of it's gonna take 50k I, she don't have 50k if she had 50k she would be out of student loan debt funding those repairs and I'm hesitant to sell the rental. I could do a cash out refi and uh -oh. have money to do it. Cash I know out that's refi. probably not Dave's choice. Hell no. Um, but well, you've got all this. You got a pile of debt too, sitting there with the student loan. So I like the idea Thank of you. paying off the of selling the rental. Could you pay off your student loans and have a pile of cash if you sold the rental? So my rental I bought in 2013 for 150. Mm. I only owe 104. And in this market, it's probably worth three fifty. I could be debt free. I could pay off the mortgage on the new house with it. This is easy. I could be totally debt free if I sold it. And I, I'm I like the sound of your voice. Even saying that it sounds like this anxiety is not worth the money coming in from the rent. The, sell the rental. This is too easy. <laughs> All right, sell the rental. You could clean up the student loan debt, have a pile of money, and have some money yeah. to to fix the, your primary residence. Out of that sounds like that's what I would do if I was in your shoes. Yeah, because it sounds like this is I just not a fun time for you right now, as is. It's not. But she wants to think she's thinking, trying to think, go, well, if I sell the rental, I'll be out of the rental property game. Right. But she ain't going to survive another five years in the debt she's in. Uh, this is the average American uh, boxed in blue pill. You're you're again. I tell you, you're being sold all the time. You're sold on your Netflix. You're sold on your Apple TV. You watching all these TV shows and you try to become these people. And you you walking around with piles and piles of debt. Let's do some more super chats. Oh, by the way, let's play this clip. Uh, the movie uh, that we know as this probably will get uh, not censored. The movie we know as Money Pit came from this movie right here. But check this out. This movie is from the 1950s, I believe, 1948. It stars Cary Grant. 
And it's going to talk about him wanting to build his dream house in the suburbs. He moved from New York City. Okay. And I want you to listen to this clip because you guys think everything's different with women today. It is not as different as we've seen as it makes it seem. Listen to this clip from this movie. While Carrie was busy with carpenters and mortgages on the love nest he was building for his bride. So, yeah, look, oh, he was building his love nest for his bride. And he looked at that mortgage note, first mortgage payment due. What? This is a lot of you uh, blue pill maker. You, you find a woman, you build a nest, you have the kids, you're in a million dollars in debt. Now it's now it's setting in. I want the house, but I want the house, she says. I'll share screen. Sorry. Let's go back and review. Let's go back and review. Sorry. I got to share the screen. You guys are going to go crazy right now. All right. Let's share the screen. We'll play that clip again. Uh, let's play it again. He knew in college. While Carrie was busy with carpenters and mortgages. See that? He got the reality check. That's a lot of you guys. Reality check. <laughs> oh, boy. I have to do this to keep this woman. I have to do this to make her happy. I'm not happy. I'd have to do this to keep the kids. Here we go. On the love nest he was building for his bride. Let's see what the bride was doing. Oh, let's see what the bride is. What was the bride doing? Wait a minute. Who was that? That's not the husband. Let's see what the bride was doing. Good night, Bill. What a wonderful friend. What a wonderful friend, she says. What a wonderful friend. He didn't build his dream house. He didn't build the life she wanted. And the friend comes over and gives her a kiss on the cheek. Now look at the husband. <laughs> He's like this. <laughs> the husband's like, wait a minute. And look how she's doing. Oh, he's a wonderful friend. He like, what? Let's see what happens. What's with this kissing all of a sudden? What's that? Well, just because a man is helpful in a business way, doesn't give him extracurricular privileges with my wife. Ain't nothing changed but the sub. Ain't nothing changed but the date, I should say. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Ain't nothing changed but the date. Well, that's a fine thing to say about a friend of 15 years. Well, I don't like it. Every time he goes out of this house, he shakes my hand and he kisses you. Would you prefer it the other way around? Boy, man, boy, ties hey, man. Hey, wow, huh? You got to love it. This is the realities, man. This is what you guys deal with. You give them all that love nest. You build it up. And guess what? They do stuff like that. And what? What? He's just a friend of 15 years. Oh, don't worry about him. Oh, don't worry about him. P trust me. If. If, if you worry about anyone, don't worry about him. Worry about these other guys. And then it'd be him. You're in your house looking. You're, you're in your dream house looking like this. Let me show you the picture. Uh, let me clip it right here. Let's see. Wait, wait. I got to share the screen again. You're in your dream house. This is why you got to change your mindset. This is the blue chip mindset here. You're in your dream house with your bride looking like this going to work. Guess what? Then Tyrone, the milkman, he's doing what with your wife? Having extracurricular privileges. <laughs> I love it. I love educating you guys, man. I love showing you the real, man. People have been 
This is crazy. Let's do these super chats. All right, Freddie Frappuccino says, if you were to drop dead today, your job will just replace you. It's either pimped or be pimped. I skipped one. But yes, guys, don't think of that. Don't have all this loyalty to all of these people, man. The loyalty is to you. Take control of your life first. These jobs will replace you in seconds. And they might not replace you with another person. They're going to put your job responsibilities on the desk of someone else tomorrow. I mean, somebody at that job tomorrow. Easily. Don't forget about you. They'll be like, damn, you hear what happened to you hear what happened to Hector? Yeah, man, that was messed up. Anyway, moving on. Raul says ham and eggers are really are just broke people that virtue signal pillow talking about a life that they don't know about. It is cope, hope and cope. And they try to mimic what they see on TV in terms of relationships, um, in terms of uh finances and dreams of being a house flipper. They go to those house flipping seminars. All right, man, we're going to get buy 15 houses, no money down. <laughs> we're going to flip, rent, lease, renovate, repair all these houses up. No money in the bank. Okay. $2,500 per day at the seminar. Oh, boy. But you're going to buy up the whole Des Moines, Iowa? Is that what you're going to buy up? <laughs> all right, come on, man. Hey, there's companies that specialize in this thing, and they're doing it full-time. Here you go, hard-time. You're going to do it part-time with no money. <laughs> this is what you guys think, man. No, man, it takes years and years. You basically have to unplug yourself, reposition yourself, re-educate yourself, and start over. All right? You got to drop dead weight. You got to be willing to drop dead weight. All right, me and my big overweight wife here. We're going to buy up all of Des Moines, Iowa that nobody knows about. All the smart investors, don't need, they don't even know about it. We're going to drive neighborhoods. You want to sell your place? All right, we're going to buy up all these houses. They go broke asapidly. One raise of the interest rate on the adjustable rate, no down payment, uh, primary mortgage, uh, private mortgage insurance, and also... Um, um, uh, what do you call them? Interest only loans. One damn adjustment of the damn uh, uh, mortgage rate. You're dead. <laughs> you're, you're dead underneath. Oh, man. Somebody says, sorry, uh, coach. Sorry, not sorry. Blue chip volume on phone is not working. Oh, man. I don't know what's going on there. Sono Journal. Damn, coach. Those WWE ice cream bars just came up on my Facebook feed as you talked about it. That's how crazy it is. That's how crazy it is. You can just think of something and it will come up on your Instagram. They got you guys figured out, bruh. They got you guys figured out. And you know why? Because you sell them the information. You know, you guys notice that recently, um, all of these websites started, every time you go on them, do you accept the cookies or accept this whatever, accept button? This just happened relatively in the last three to four months. Every website you go to, you accept, the, you accept the cookies, you accept this, accept the cookies, accept the cookies, accept the cookies. You're like, what is this? Click. Nah, you're just like, whatever. You're basically saying, yeah, sell me, sell me, sell me, sell me, sell my data, sell my name, sell my personality, sell me. And then you wonder why your stuff come up on Instagram. <laughs> A lot of cookies. It's crazy, man. It is what it is, but you guys don't know any better. You're the commodity. You're the one that's being sold. OMG Entertainer, shout out to you. 
Blue chip mindset. Shout out, fellas. Save up to 100,000 by 30s, by your 30s. Increase your skill set. I was going to talk about that today. He says education or trade to earn over 100K. Average is not acceptable. He says as inflation and chasing women eat your future wealth and no one is going to do and doing you a favor. No one's going to help you, especially if you had it and lost it. You're really going to not get any help. Uh, shout out to uh, who's on the cash app. XL Pro Services says salute, bro. Man, you guys got to re-educate yourself. Reprogram yourself. Unplug. Your parents aren't going to understand. You're going to say, you know what? I'm going on a free agent lifestyle mission. No, forget kids by 30s. Forget kids by 26. No, 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 no. I'm not looking for the love of my life. Nope, no more dating. No more dating average women. They're going to look at you crazy. Like what? Remember, I kept telling you, no cold approaching. I'm going to live this free agent lifestyle. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Everybody's like, look at this loser. Coach just mad because he can't get women. And I was like, boy, they, they are on the wrong mindset. I was like, just watch. And y'all watch incrementally take steps. Go back to my first video when I started talking about it. I was in a tiny apartment running the tiny fireplace. And over time, you literally saw me incrementally taking steps, incremental improvement. You're like, oh, hmm, hmm. And then, wham, I hit y'all with the portion. Then y'all was like, huh? Guess what? I haven't heard one person say Coach Greg Adams can't get women. I haven't heard one of these people report to me that now they're going, he can't get women. Because they saw it work out. Y'all saw me just pace, pace, watch my, watch witness step in. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I don't hear them goofballs anymore. I don't hear y'all come over here. You know what this guy said? I don't hear it no more. And then I'm going to tell you, getting women is damn easy at this point. It is, it's like layups now. Because why? I leveled up. Now the problem I had previously is no longer there. It's no longer there. The problem I had with not changing my mindset, constantly dating low quality, uh, low hanging fruit, banging nasty girls as a nasty guy, taking 45 year old women out on dates, on Tinder dates. Now I don't have to do that anymore. I'm out of that game. And now they're going, hmm, maybe he was on to something. Yep, I was on to it. I told you guys just to watch. Be patient. For guys, it takes time to build. Simon Small, shout out to the coach gang. Loving the blue chip series. Keep it up. All right. And if and if anybody is mad now, if you're mad now at where I am and then where I leveled up to, just wait another three years. You really gonna be mad. <laughs> you're gonna be mad as hell. You're gonna go, oh shit. And so then I'm gonna go back. Okay. 2025, go back to 2018. Let's rewind. And then I'm going to show you in real time what happened in six years. You're going to really be mad. All right. If you think I ain't shit out, well, you still ain't shit. Oh, just wait. You're going to be like, oh, shit. And this is why I told you, stop approaching women. Stop it. This is why I told you stop banging low-hanging fruit. Give it up. It ain't helping you. It ain't helping you. You're going to be stuck. This is why I tell you, man. All right, Simon Small says, shout out to the coach gang. Loving the blue chip series. Keep it up. Crunk Man says, is there a backup of old videos like the marriage wheel? It is on um, on uh, Patreon. Patreon. 
And guys, this whole time, I didn't shake my ass. I didn't go run up to girls. I wasn't doing none of that stuff. I didn't go out to the club. I didn't try to show y'all how good I was with women or how bad I was. I didn't pretend to be a crypto millionaire. I was like, I'm just over here. Stack, 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 stack. Quiet, 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 quiet as cap. Going a little vacation. Quiet, 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 quiet. Little improvement over here. Quiet, quiet, quiet. All right. And then those same guys that were crypto millionaires and good at game, they're going to be in the same spot. I'm going to say, look at me in the last six years. Look where they at. Same spot, running game, same position. It is what it is, man. For men, it's not an overnight process. It's a definitely just a slow, methodical, patient process. All right, um, still claiming they got girls. All right, uh, let's see here. Sono Jono, speaking of calendars, what are your thoughts about hiring girls to model classic cars? Wait, girls to model for classic cars as a source of income. Would that fall under potential Me Too case? How could I avoid that? Um, is that still a thing? I mean, they they could do that on OnlyFans. You know what I mean? I don't know if you would be able to sell a calendar like that today and print it. Look up, um, you know, there's mistakes you can make with that. One typo, you messed up your calendar. Calendars can get real tricky. You put February 30th on your calendar, and then nobody overlooks it. Damn, you didn't catch that? You print out 69,000 calendars. <laughs> All right, so be careful with that. I would just say just, just make an OnlyFans account. Uh, MS2 Shinobi, shout out to you for becoming a member. Coach Junior spent five plus K on dental, not 304s blue chipping. There you go, man. That Those things will pay you back long term. Because having good teeth, women, is, is gonna, it's going to help you in life. Not with just women in 304s, but just along the way in other areas of your life. All right, Shinobi Style says, been ninja watching so I can invest in a new MacBook coach. All right, blessings. Congratulations, man. It takes time. It takes time, man. Black Retisa Philosopher says, to, to the live chat chirpers, be quiet while grown folks is talking in here. They haven't been told that. We will remember that. Hey, man, there's grown folks in here talking. We're not here to play games. I'm going to do a couple more. Rusted Junk says, oh, no, they're going to repo the Porsche. He says, those who say that have a poverty mindset and you will never get far in life. Shout out to CGA and the men who are rising. Give me the troll song. What that is, is they wish that happens. They want to see it happen, but they don't realize how it was structured, how the purchase was structured. It's damn near impossible for that to that for that to happen. Uh, number one and number two. They're approaching it as if they bought that on their income, right? So for them, it's impossible. They're like, how? I remember there was a woman that said, well, he won't be able to afford the first break job. You really don't know how everything is structured. I mean, you really don't know because you're thinking about it as if you bought it. And you're like, nope, I couldn't afford an oral change. Yes, you couldn't afford an oral change. Um, It's the same thing as when you um look at millionaires and what they do with their money. Why would they do that? And you don't understand tax structure, tax shelter. Why are they buying all these things? Because they'll get taxed on the money if it's just sitting there. A purchase is a write-off. Money not spent, especially if you have a business, it's taxable. I mean, people don't get it. And it's okay you don't get it. So I'm not trying to be to belittle you and put you down. But a lot of times you'll watch a YouTuber who has 
a lot of makes a lot of money via their YouTube vehicle. And then this person starts spending money and you're going, I can't afford a $30,000 necklace. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. All right. And he must be going in the debt. Not so. He might be using those to write off those expenses because they now appear in his YouTube channel. Or he might be returning those items after the YouTube channel stops. I mean, after the um after the video stops rolling, he might return the 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 um he might return those items. We don't know this. We don't know what's happening. But you don't understand it because you don't understand how um tax works and you go, hey, I'll lose 40% of my income right off the top. People who run businesses and that type of thing don't lose income like that. They don't want to lose income like that. They don't want to. All right. And some YouTubers do lose money, but it's normally on a large purchase. All right. Or they lease these vehicles. There's a whole bunch of tricks you can do here. But um, it is what it is. A lot of people would lose their money. Like you think they're losing it on these little purchases, but they're losing them on big things. Like they overinvested. They overleveraged in real estate. They overleveraged in crypto. All right. They overleveraged over here. It's not what you see on YouTube that puts them in financial trouble. It's what you don't see. And they don't share that. You know what I mean? They don't share that. Yeah, the Ace family, classic example. The Ace family didn't lose money on those. They lost money trying to do that house, right? Again, the house. The Ace family lost money on that house. They had plenty of income, but then they tried to flip that house and they took a fat L, right? Excuse me for a second. Jay Will says, hey, coach, a little off topic, but I was on a flight yesterday watching your show. And was sitting next to this middle-aged white woman. She looked over and asked why I was watching that hurt, angry man bashing women all day. <laughs> he said, I changed seats. Oh, poor lady. I'm actually, I'm wondering, um, did she know me? That's the, that's the question. Could she hear me? Or did she know who I was? That's what I want to know. Jay Will, can you explain? Or did she hear what I was saying? All right. Uh, Leo K says, house ownership is a cult. I recommend everyone to read Wealthy Renter by Alex Avery prior to buying the house. I keep warning people. I'm oh, I keep warning people about that cult. It's not what it's cracked up to be. Trust me. I mean, I've sold. I, you know, I, I was a real estate agent that was me looking at people. But see, I'm looking at you going, mm, you about to make a mistake. About to make a mistake. Um, but people love the idea that, you know, oh, I've realized all my dreams. You know, it's a it's, you know, there's pride that comes in home ownership, but there's also pride comes before the fall. You know, it's a sign that you've made it. That's what it is. But people can see the outside, but they don't see the inside. Okay. Let me see here. Uh, let's see here. Last last couple. I was reading this a chat here. Mimit the second. Brandon is uh, releasing more oil from the strategic reserves because prices are soaring, shaking my damn head. I thought he didn't want those here. 
And Nick K says, Coach, why are you trying to destroy my business? You know I'm a real estate lawyer. But he says, you're absolutely right, though. Let's keep the info for Coach Gang only. No, no yeah. Hey, um, I want people to make business on ham and eggers. I mean, make money on ham and eggers. All right. Make your money on your ham and eggers. Uh, make money on you, the knuckle draggers and the mouth breeders and, and, and all of these guys, man. Make, make, make money on them. If they want to believe in this, let them believe in this. I've seen millionaires lose get evicted from rentals. I've seen it. I'm like, dang, like how you get, it's a layup. I've seen a mil, I've seen a millionaire lose their, get evicted from a property. They pay six months back rent on. Please explain. So they paid a six months in advance on the back end of a, a, a rental and still got evicted. Meaning they only had to pay the first six months. Impossible. But what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. It was a divorce. A divorce happened in the first six months. Okay? I'm telling you, one little triggering event can collapse your entire dream. I'm like, what the hell? The person that I, the, the, the other agent that I was, you know, the other leasing agent, the person that was leasing the house, she was calling me up going, what's going on? And what is it? I was like, I already did the deal. I got paid on the deal. I'm out of the deal. Like, I'm not in the deal. She was like, you need to get in contact with them. You need to do this. They're not paying the rent. I don't know what's going on. So I was like, I'm out of the deal. It ain't my problem. She signed the lease with you. You deal with it. But I was calling them up. I called them up. What happened? Oh, we going through a divorce. They had a million dollars in the bank. <laughs> and the husband moved out. He had the business. Left her there with four or five kids. What the hell? This is a, it is a cult. It is a cult, but it's a cult that can lead you. It can help you make money for sure. Uh, let's talk about this. Taking control of your life. There's a scene in Juice that I'm not going to show it. I'm going to read the transcript. There's a scene in Juice which Tupac is talking to, I think, Q. And, uh, the guy that Rodamez is bullying them. And then Q was like, man, we got to do something, man. We got to take control of our lives and all that stuff. And then Tupac's in the, the back. Uh, Tupac is playing the character. And um, the, the scene goes like this. I got more control over you than you do. And then the big fat guy still says, how you figure that? And Bishop is Tupac's character. He says, I'm letting you breathe, ain't I? So a lot of the people were like, man, I'm going to take control of myself. But then the reality is, is more people have actually more control over you than you do. A lot of people are letting you breathe right now. A lot of people are feeding you right now. They, they letting you eat right now. Without them, you can't eat. They have more control over you. Without them, you don't have gas. Without them, you don't have electricity. People are really propping you up and you don't realize that. And some of you guys are being propped up really, really big. Like you're waiting for stimulus checks. And they raise the gas 10 cents and you're out of, you, you can't even control it, right? You're like, I can't even deal with this. This, if you're like this, it's time to take control of your life, okay? A lot of you guys want to be the Robin Hood for your community. We need to uplift the black people, uplift the Hispanic people. We need to lift up the poor and uh, homeless. You are, uh, you are out of your mind. You are out of your mind, bro. The homeless, all of these things are planned outside of you. New, new, new world, new world order. Um, 
like George Carlin says, he said in the thing, George Carlin said, they have a club and you ain't in it. <laughs> There's a club and you ain't in it. All right. You're not going to uplift poverty people. You're not going to do it, Mr. Robin Hood. It is, it's not going to happen. You're not going to uplift an entire race of people. By yourself, you're not going to do it. And you're not going to do it one step daddy at a time. What that is to me, when I hear people say that, to me, it tells me they don't want to take accountability for their own life and they know they're powerless to do so. So they need to go to other people to try to get everybody else on one accord to lift their own self up. That tells me you're trying to uh, you're trying to skirt accountability. You're not taking control of your own life and your own issues. You're trying to help everyone else. That tells me you're not about taking control of your life. That tells me more people have control over your life than you want. So you got to get everybody else behind you. Guys, that's not how it's going to work for you in this world. You're not going to take a group of people up. You're not even, you can't even take your own family up. You can't even take you, your wife, and your kids up. Because at some particular point, what happens? Somebody becomes dead weight. You can't dead weight. You can't carry dead weight all the way to the finish line. You can't do it. People are going to outpace you. And there's people out here. Take, they're running the race without dead weight. They're running the race, not trying to save anyone else. They're only trying to win the race. Win the race. Then after you win the race and you got the gold medal, the silver or the bronze, after you got the prize, after you put the damn roses around your damn neck after you have the medal then you can probably go back and save some people that could be saved but you have allegiances to people that have no loyalty or allegiance to you and it's because you don't have no control over your life you go to work people have to feed you people have to tell you what to do in order for you to survive and make money if you like being there as a person have at it have at it but don't think you're going to be a hero of any sort. Don't think you're going to raise yourself up and then raise other people. It's not going to happen. Trust me. People have tried and it will never happen. I've been listening to these people talk about we need to save the community and uplift the poor and the homeless. Guys, there weren't homeless encampments on every freeway exit in Los Angeles 20 years ago. But now there are. And we had the war on poverty, the war on drugs, the war on the race, the war on everybody else. And guess what? We have homeless encampments on every exit down Los Angeles, starting in Los Alamitos, all the way down, all the way up into the San Fernando Valley. Mm. Let me read something here. Maybe make you maybe make you understand it so you don't think I'm I'm tripping. This is from Napoleon Hill. This is a breakdown of uh, Napoleon Hill's book that I told you guys to listen to, Outwitting the Devil. You can listen to it for free here on YouTube. Just Google it. And he talks about drifters versus non-drifters. Drifters versus non-drifters. Let me let let me see if there's something similar to what I said in this mindset. It's the blue chip mindset. Or, or am I tripping? It says uh, drifters. In all honesty, everybody in the world has been a drifter at, at a point in their life. These are the people who are easily, who easily get distracted by everything in life. They have an excuse for everything. They feel sorry for themselves. Everything is negative. He says everything negative that, th that, that you can think of. In everyday activities, they aren't doing 
things productive to become the best version of themselves that they can be. The reasoning why they're called drifters is because they want to do in life. He says, well, sorry. The reason why they're called drifters is because that's what they do in life. They drift by they drift by without a care in the world to discover their own self. Sorry about this. At this point, they have fallen into a hypnotic rhythm in which they feel weak mentally that they can't think for themselves or they just go with the flow. Okay, I've been calling this behavior out. You know, people want to come in here. You can't run away from your blackness. You can't do this. You got to save the community. You're a sellout. You're a grifter. You're this, okay? You, you sit there every day and think about this. I don't. Now, at some point, could this be something that costs me money, time, energy, whatever it is? Sure. But I don't have time to think about this. I don't have time to be a victim. I don't have time to make excuses. I don't have time to feel sorry for myself. I don't have time for negative thoughts about my performance to affect my future. I'm focused on me. But you're keep every day thinking about the same issue and making the same excuses. It says right here, at this point, they have fallen into a hypnotic rhythm in which they feel weak mentally that they can't think for themselves or just go with the flow. Plugged in ham and eggers. He says in Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil, he describes the hypnotic, hypnotic rhythm while having an interview with the devil. He describes it as a habit becoming a habit when you engage a behavior to which you devote no conscious attention. You engage a behavior to which you devote no conscious attention in which you just repeat things. Uh, yeah, you know, the community and the mind, the man have us down and then that's where they want us to be. Every day, it's a habit that you wake up to. And you keep going through this habit and not breaking it. In my book, I said, don't box yourself in. Break the habits of these things that keep getting people into trouble. He says, um. In other words, it's like you're under a hypnotic spell going through life unaware of the non-productive habits that you do each and every day because it's something that comes natural, a.k.a. scrolling through Instagram all day, a.k.a. scrolling through TikTok, a.k.a. watching too many red pill videos. It's the same thing, okay? You go through this habit, non-productive every day, going through there, you got to watch everybody's show, you got to watch everybody's Instagram uh, you got to get to the end of the Instagram where it says you're all caught up now. And then you keep scrolling because now Instagram is figured out. You'll get to that point and you'll stop scrolling. So what do they do? They add more pages that you don't even follow. Right? This is because you're uh, a habit. You ain't even brush your damn teeth and wa wash the crumbs out of your eyes, but you're on Instagram. Checking DMs. Guys, I'm one of these guys. I'm one of these guys that um, somebody says, how you know? Because I had to break myself of that habit of going, I got to get to the end. Because I remember I would, I post on Instagram every day, but I don't scroll Instagram every day. So I'll wait like two or three days because I don't follow a lot of pages. And then I'll scroll, scroll. And then I'll be in this, okay, where's the end? I'm not even, I'm scrolling to get to the end. I'm not scrolling to watch. I'm going, get, get to the end, get to the end. <laughs> So in all of that, what did I accomplish in that scrolling? 
I'm a guy that has a pretty good following. That's not a massive following on all of these social media platforms, but I don't check messages on any of it. People are like, oh, I message you on LinkedIn. I'm like, I never check messages on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm like, never. Because listen, I want you guys to understand from my perspective, there's a lot of people trying to reach out to me, but I think there's too many ways that they can reach out. I'm love the way I'm like, this is too much for me to handle. I'd rather pay somebody to handle it because LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook business, Facebook, regular Facebook, Instagram, DM, TikTok, uh, email, uh, what do you call it? On my website, shit, I will be here all day looking at messages. Comment section, shit. Then they'll email me, email me around. Oh, sweet. I tried to message you on LinkedIn. You didn't check it. Why would I check it? <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't, I, I find that as a dramatic waste of time. I think, man, if you really want to reach out to me, there's one way you can reach out. We'll be almost, almost, you'll almost get a response 100% of the time. Probably about 60, probably about 85% of the time. You know which way that is? Clarity. That's the way you reach out on me on clarity. You will probably get a response right here. You know why? Because in order to do it, you got to set up an account and then you got to schedule a call with me. And then I'm going to get a message call schedule. All right. This person's serious. You see what I mean? But then you guys don't understand. I have seven email addresses. I'm like, how do these people get email address? Email, 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 email. Hey, I emailed you. I'm going to email you again. I'm going to email you again. Well, that's 50 people. If you set up a coaching call, I'm going to go, all right, this person's serious. See, that's the, that's how I work. I'm not going to sit up there and check 1850 uh, different email addresses and social media accounts. I'm not going to sit up there and do that because I don't think it's valuable time that I could do it. And people are like, well, you're missing out on money and opportunities. I, oh, well, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Oh, that's how I do my life. I'd rather be free from that than to be chasing that. Oh, I got to check my LinkedIn. I got to check my Facebook. Family can't even get in contact with me. Dude, it's to the point where my family has other family members reaching out because they'll go to my Facebook and send a message. I never, ever check my Facebook messenger. And my family like, oh, you think you big time. I had to get your phone number. Okay, if you had to get my phone number from someone else, that means you weren't that close from me. That's how I look at it. That means you weren't that close to me. And that means now where you're reaching out, it better be some important ish. You didn't have my phone number to begin with as a family member. And now you want to reach out for something important. What the hell you want? And that means I'm going to take your message with a grain of salt. Hey, I was trying to get in contact with you. Okay, what you got to say? <laughs> what the hell what 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 and so people don't th people think i treat blacks or or poor poor people or women this way i treat my own family this way i want people to really really understand this people think i'm cold on the community imagine think of what i do to my family members i treat them the same way <laughs> it's the same way and it's not because it's them it's because i'm like don't waste my time. Do not waste my time with this BS. What do you want? Spit it out. Spill it out. Why are you getting on me now? What? Call me 
If you got my number, call me. If you ain't got my number and you got to reach out and chasing me around on social media messenger, it ain't that important. <laughs> it ain't that important. Drop off the bag. All right. So I want people to understand that. And I tell my kids this. I told my wife that at the time. I was like, I'll walk away from you. All right. And I did. I was like, oh, this ain't serving me no more. I'm out. And people were like, what? What about the years? And what about your kids? It ain't serving me no more. And I'm not about to argue with somebody who's trying to argue me in circles. I'm the leader here. You ain't want to follow. I'm out. So guess, guys, guys, get, get what I'm saying. It's not a community thing. It's a dead weight thing. It's a poor mentality thing that I really shake. I, I really guard against it because I know my potential. I know what I can do in this life. And I'm not going to let anybody stop me. I'm not going to let anybody stop me. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you got the same blood as me. I'm not going to let anybody stop me. So don't take it personal when I say the community can't get a damn dime from me. They ain't going to get an ounce of attention from me. I got family members that are in the same boat. And it's not because they're who they are. It's because they don't serve me. And if you don't serve me, forget it. I will tap dance until the damn cows come home. All right. Now, if there's a point where I can help them, then that's something else. But y'all ain't ready for this. There's women in my life. And 50 Cent said that. The women in my life bring confusion itch. So like Nino and New Jack, I'll cancel that bitch. All right. If you come into my life and bring confusion, you're out. I've had people reach out to me. Hey, man, um, I'm thinking of moving to California. You think I could crash on your couch for a week? Nope. Do not come to California. <laughs> That's what I would tell you. That's my advice. And you ain't coming with your effed up problems to come to my situation where I got problems to deal with. I got a life I want to live. I don't care who you are. You're not coming to crash on my couch. No. Start your life over the right way. Because a one week is going to turn into five weeks. And five weeks is going to turn into a year. I know how it works. No. All right, this is the blue chip mindset. We're not coming here. Take, we're not rescuing people like this. So let me continue. In other words, it says right here, the drifter's mindset is always, it'll happen eventually. They'll never take initiative to take control of their lives and change the daily habits in order to make the best out of life. The drifter, it'll change. It'll change around us. Joe Biden will change it. Time will change it. Time will heal. It'll get better. I'm optimistic. We'll go back to normal. Nope. No. And none of those things are true. Why are you so pessimistic? You hate women. You hate family members. You hate blacks. It'll get better. Trust me. Watch. And we'll get. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Mm. The only time it's going to get better. The only time it's going to do is when you do it for yourself. Period. You don't do it for yourself. Forget about it. If you're waiting for somebody to save you, it ain't going to happen. What do non-drifters do? The non-drifter takes control of their lives and takes actions to make things happen. It's what I wrote in the Free Agent Lifestyle. I didn't write that exactly, but that was the point of the book. It was not about hating women. But women for men are often a major source of problems. 
namely financial, namely mental distraction, mainly manipulation. Now, whose fault is that? That is not women's fault. That is men's fault. So when you hear me so-called complaining about women, I'm warning you what to guard against from women. They have a they have a way they navigate life. And most of the time they navigate life, they don't produce anything. I'm sorry to say this. I'm sorry to say this. You might not like it. The way they navigate life is not producing anything. Now, they produce children that you impregnated them with. That's your seed. They incubate. So they are an incubator. They are then thus the collector. They are then thus the recipient. They are then thus the recipient of everything you produce. You produce the seed, they incubate it. You produce the house, they build inside of it. They make it a happy home. You produce the money, they spend it. This is what I want you to understand. Somebody says, except children. They don't produce. They don't produce children. They incubate children. We are the seed. They have an egg. Ask her right now, if you guys don't believe me, I've done the biology lesson on this already. This is just, again, you change your mindset. They produce eggs every month. That egg is nothing without your seed. Because if that egg is, if that egg does not get a seed, what does it do? I'll wait. Okay, now that we're back, are we back for some more reality? If that egg does nothing, if no seed goes in that egg, what does it do? It does nothing. It, it, it washes out in a rag. That's what it does. And it's a, it's a violent process going on in her body every month. It gets discarded. There's no life to it. There's nothing to it. There's, 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 it's waiting for a life source. And it's waiting with its DNA package like this. Nothing happens to it. It gets flushed out. You can actually block it from doing anything. You can block it from doing anything. Now, can you block sperm from doing anything? Nope. Once that egg gets a sperm, which has to swim to the egg, the egg sitting there, the sperm, fighting other men's sperm in there, <laughs> wiggling, trying to get. And the egg just be like, I am the table. <laughs> the egg sitting there, I'm the table. No sperm in there doing the backstroke, fighting sperm, knocking other sperm out the box, blocking walls, building walls. The egg just sitting there like this. Guys, reprogram your mind. Know what's happening here. Your producer, the egg produces the life. I'm sorry, the sperm produces the life. It ignites, it matches with the egg. The sperm swims to the damn egg and she incubates it. That's not producing. All right. We produce the child. This is why you have father's rights because there's part of the reproduction process is we reproduce.
And I'm not taking anything away from women. See, people think that, oh, that's taken away from women. I'm not taking away. I'm giving credit where credit is due. This is why you have to think like this, because when a child comes in the world, you think the mom's the owner. Well, it came from her body. So what? It, before it came from her body, it came from my body. Before it had life, it came from my body. So this whole my body, my choice means nothing. It was in my nuts at first. It was in my body first. Now it's in your body. Okay, so we both had that riding in our body at one particular point. Let's go. It's my, it's my kid just as much as yours. You guys come out of the world, well, it's her kid and she produced it, she created it. No. Change your mindset. Unplug from the ham and egg responses. Unplug from the can responses. And that's the only way you can fight it. But you don't have to do this for everyone else. Like, I'm not trying to do this for all mankind. I'm trying to change a few minds so you can come out here and win. Anyway, there's a there's a troll in here. Oh, no, there's not. Somebody says, I thought he was a troll, but he was just commenting on his thing here. He says, because women try to convince us that they create babies wrong. Yeah, they they, they don't create baby. They don't create life. It, they don't. I mean, it, and I'm not taking away anything from them, but they biologically, you don't. Why is that such a bad thing? You know what I mean? I'm trying to educate you guys. We both created that. You had a process in which you incubated it for a period of time, but the process of creation started with me and you. Where are we at? The non-drifters. Well, how long is this show going on? The non-drifters. The non-drifters takes full control of their lives and takes actions to make things happen. They think for themselves, and they're fully aware of every decision they make in life. Oh, this is a big one. If no, in no way, shape, or form are the non-drifters perfect in their approach to life, right? But they understand how difficult life can be with its ups and downs, but they don't dwell on anything. That's hard for men to do this. Instead of being lazy and complaining about the problem, they think of a solution in order, of, in order to diminish the problem. The big the biggest thing that people don't understand is that they have full control over their thoughts. Your thoughts can either make you or break you. That's exactly. Yeah, I know. I was Robert Young. I was tripping. But you just put one thing in there, and I was like, what? The whole purpose of the free agent lifestyle is exactly that. The biggest thing that people don't understand is that, the, that you have full control over your thought, thoughts. And a lot of people that have this idea that people who look alike should think alike, I think those people are miserable with life. I would never subscribe to something as dumb as that. That is the dumbest idea I ever heard in captivity. Because I look similar to you, I should think like you. That is so much, that has so much failure written all over it, I don't even know what to say. Hey, well, you're black, so you should vote for the Democrat. Uh, what? Wait, 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 wait. Because I have a skin color similar to this one, I need to think like this one. What? 
You can't make that up of how stupid that is. I would never subscribe to something like that. As a matter of fact, I would rebel against something like that. And I would vote against that just because that's how I do. Oh, what you want me to do? Okay, thank you very much. I don't have my own mind. Got it. I'm going to go vote over here just because. Just because you said that to me. Just because you said I ain't black if I don't vote for Joe Biden. I'm going to vote against Joe Biden just for that. That's what I do. I'm going to do that right off the rip. And then I'm going to formulate a philosophy as to why you're wrong. (laughs) I'm going to embrace the philosophy that's against your philosophy just because you think I'm a ham and egger. So you made me vote against you just because you're so stupid. (laughs) You don't know me, man. I'm a full out rebel in a sense that if you try to pigeonhole me into something just because I'm a man, just because I'm a black man, just because I'm ugly. If you try to do that, I'm going to full on full out assault you with Real power with real power. And that is the power of my money, my wallet, and my feet, and my vote. I will full out on out assault. I would just be like, okay, <laughs> I'm a I'ma get you where it hurts. So don't ever try to blackmail me or uh uh put me in a box or try to go against me because I'm you think I'm supposed to do something because I look a certain way. Oh hell no. That's not giving me an opportunity to think for myself. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Here we go. Here it is right here. I'm going to read it again. The biggest thing that people don't understand is that they have full control over their thoughts. Your thoughts can either make you or break you. Instead of compiling or is that me complaining? I'm sorry, instead of compiling on the problem by worrying, fearing, and complaining, think to try, try to think to encourage things that you'll get, that will get, what is this going on? I'm sorry here, I'm trying to read here. This microphone's in the way. Instead of compiling on the problems by worrying, fearing, and complaining, try to think of encouraging things that'll get you out of that hypnotic rhythm. If when you get mad, your habit is to unleash your madness on everyone in sight, the only thing you'll attract is negative things to happen to you. Always remember that like attracts like. He says, so if you're releasing negative energy into the earth, it'll most definitely come back tenfold. Sorry for the bad reading here. All right, but that's the thing. That's the idea between drifters and non-drifters. All right, last couple of points here see here blue chip idea this came from blue chip blue chip has definitely been recognized as the higher value chip previous to the new generation of gambling the blue chips is the higher value all right and so blue chips have been used in the terms of stocks well blue chip stocks to buy these are usually the highest performing stocks that will always perform well uh, blue chips have been used in the movie Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal and uh, Penny Hardaway and Nick Nolte. There you see blue chips there. For people who don't know, there might be new people here. Blue chips in college sports, uh, the top recruits were known as the blue chip recruits. All right, we need blue chip recruits to change our program. All right, so people in the 90s and the 80s would go after blue chip talent. What about in the, 
as you can see here, blue chip leadership experience here on cap college campuses, blue chip awards. The blue chips here is an investment club, the blue chips. All right. Um, and this one here, top 15, 15 top U.S. colleges with blue chip reputations. So you want to know where blue chip comes from. This is where it comes from. Blue chip talent. This is a record um, um, a recruiting and staffing company that named themselves blue chip talent because blue chip talent is uh they try to attract blue chippers from blue chip universities they are the ones who represent the best people in your company they're not the ham and eggers the mouth breathers the uh the individuals that push papers and pencils around the blue chippers are often the ones that come in with the high degrees from reputable universities that come from good families stability and then they ultimately rise in the company and the ranks faster based on their 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 background all right and you can be any color to be a blue chipper right um and um we're trying to change people into this mentality of okay this is a long drawn out game how can i best make this the best for myself all right it's sink or swim out here it's dog eat dog out here this world is brutal and if you want to sit around and complain about not having what you have because of someone else that means you don't have control over your own life. Yeah, prestige is a prestigious position to be a blue chipper. If you look at some of these universities, there are no state universities on here. And this highlights, this also highlights, I want to let you guys know of why people did the college cheating scandal. It was because of these, they were trying to get their kids into blue chip position. Their kids didn't qualify to go to these schools. So they went in the roundabout way to get them to be qualified. And they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of non that money didn't apply to the admissions to the university. It was just to get them into the university. Right. This is how big of a deal this is um, out here. And I know people are going to say, well, this is just ridiculous. Guys, this is a doggy dog world. You get one life. Where are you going to be? You're going to be on the side of we need to change the rules to favor the people who have less. I'm going to tell you something. In America, we're not going that direction. The rich get richer. The poor get poorer. You either got one, you got one choice. What side are you going to be on? And last thing here, I always say this. Never in the history of America has a regular person be able to go from zero to millionaire have, has that process been any faster? I mean, the closest you can think about this is the Industrial Revolution, the gold, the gold rush, the lotto system, NBA draft picks. You know what I mean? But these are exclusive people. Like, like you're one of a million, one in 350 million chance, two, one in two billion chance. In this world, you can literally go from zero to rich you can also go from rich to poor, but if you go from poor to wherever you're going and you do the exact same thing, you're going to get poorer. You're not going to stay middle class anymore. Those days are over. Oh, the dot-com boom. Yes, the dot-com boom was the other one, the dot-com boom. Or you went from, you can became a mortgage broker in 2002, all right? But uh, we have a new age going on here. New, new, new world, new world order.
There's no more middle class. There's no more, okay, I make a, I make this job, I'm married, we'll stay here, we won't have any raises or we'll get a bonus every now and then and our kids will be comfortable, we're fine. It's gone, unfortunately. I mean, I know you want it to be that. It should be that. It ain't that way no more. You guys sit around and watch YouTubers become millionaires per month playing video games and you mocked them. Then you mock people who invested in crypto and then these people got out at the right time. Then you mock the people that are going into the so-called metaverse. You mock them. Ten years later, they become the wealthy. And you're going, what? That's so stupid. You mock Instagram influencers. And now these people make money influencing on Instagram. Now, if that's not what you want to do, fine. You mock the OnlyFans girls. You mocking the sugar babies. These are ones that are going to be making the money. Well, they won't have a soul afterwards. Okay. All right. Just stay poor. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to get poorer if you want to live this life like it's 1985 again. Well, we're just going to go back and live the way it was in 1985. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to do this. I know I said last name. Cost of house in California in 1985. All right, check this out. Let's pull this up. Because <laughs> people don't get it. You're still living in 1990. This was the cost of a house in California, median price. In 19, this is says since 1968. There's the year right there. 1984, median price, $114,000. $119,000, dollars $132,000, $142,000. Let's change the year, 2001. Oh, it doubled. That was 20 years and it doubled. Less than 20 years, it doubled. Almost tripled. Let's change the year. 2018. Damn. <laughs> so in, in 1985, it was 114. Now, 700,000. Okay. It quadrupled. It, it, it seven tubbled, whatever you call it. This is what we're talking about. Let's see what it is in 2021. Oh, shoot. They didn't give me the number how I wanted it. All right. Anyway, we are up at 800. Here we go. 834,000. 834,000. Guys, you can stand there and stand in place all you want. All you're going to get is poorer. You're not going to be able to compete. You're not going to be able to compete. You're going to get ran off. You're not getting richer. You're getting poorer. So anyway. And now you can't afford a house. All right, let's get through all these super chats. Thank you for the support. <laughs> um, let me see here. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I got. I'm at McDowell's. Shout out to McDowell's. He says, Coach, I have a buddy who who sold a pair of houses to move into an apartment, only to move into a new house again last year at the current market rate. Price is wrong. Or price is right. Mm -hmm. Price is right. So he sold two, he sold a pair of houses, moved into an apartment, and he moved into a new house again last year at the current. Oh, well, he's, I don't know. He, is he winning or losing? That's interesting. He ended up with one house at the end of it. I always warn you guys about that, selling your houses. I got, my house is up $80,000. Okay, sell it right now. Sell it. 
You know what's going to happen when you sell it? You ain't going to have a house, <laughs> right? That's how the market works. When, when the prices go up and you build some equity, sell a house and see if you can get into another one. You probably won't. You're going to move into an apartment because the house is, there's not enough inventory. And the market becomes a little bit more active and the prices are up. So your price is up, but every other price is up is too. So, right? Everyone else's price is up. So you sold it. Now you made some money, but now that house costs a lot more that you want to get into. He said, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's what happens. So I love when people brag, oh, but I got a house. I got equity. Okay, sell it right now. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, you can't find another house. I will probably put a, I will put a thousand dollar bet. You couldn't find another house in 60 days. In 60 days, you won't be able to find another one as equal or better than the one you had. All right. Um, but I'm willing to bet. All right. Das Toker says the poor, the poors may, I'm sorry, the poors marry based on love. The rich marry on basis of legacy, loyalty, and purpose. That's why divorce rates and classes are so contrast. This is true too. All right. Um, the poor get married on romance, which is sold to you. You know, so saying is monogamy. These are all beliefs that were sold to you um, in order to more or less, if you want to say control you, to get you to build communities. Um, and then the people who sold them to you, they didn't practice monogamy. They didn't practice. Um, they barely even practice marriage. They barely even practice marriage. They like like the clergy. There's literally you guys follow clergy who told you to be monogamous and marry and they don't even marry. How? <laughs> like, what? Like, when you just think about that for a second. Just think about. Then they're not even monogamous. Then they're not even heterosexual. Hmm. That's interesting. Or you were in a polygamous place where you had one wife and this dude had 50 wives. Hmm. Well, why do you get all the wives? Well, this is the power structure, how it works. Then they chase you off the block. Same thing as the politicians. You be good tax-paying Americans. They avoid the taxes. And they pay for hookers, allegedly. But you're supposed to be monogamous and fall in love. Same thing as Disney. These people were allegedly part of cults and demonic spirits and put, put penises on... Uh, covers of boxes, but they want you to fall in love with a princess. Mm. Think about it. But these are things that I think about. I don't think about how I was oppressed. I think about how I was, my mind was controlled. And I'm like, these people don't even live the life that they're selling you to live. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to go, eh. Speak my mind says my investment in farmland is growing strong thanks to Bill Gates and he's buying. Make sure you buy, if you buy some farmland, make sure Bill Gates buys it for you from you. Soul Sauce 06, love the work you do, coach. Sorry, I'm late to the show. Hit me with the buzzer. No, he says, I'm moving out to Cali for a new promotion in my career. Gonna set up a coach, a coaching call. Shout out to you. Congratulations, man. All right. Same thing with the rich. You guys think the rich are sitting there monogamous and um, 
loving their wives and coming home. Hi, honey. And she's like a loyal. Man, these rich people be marrying people. They marry for money. They marry to merge families. You know, they have these, uh, what do they call them? Inbred. All right. There, there's a lot of inbreeding type of thing. These families merge with these families. It's a business deal, strategic. It goes back to the old dowry. All the things the poor people rebel against. No, I need a love. I want my loving mate. And they get married, divorced, married, divorced, married, divorced, in and out of relationships. In and out. It never works for you. And you believe that whole Jasmine and Aladdin theory that that's the way to love. Okay. Hey, look, look, if you believe in that, go ahead. You can't sell that to me. Arranged marriages. This is how they've been able to pass the money along because they know that if their son marries someone from the other sides of the tracks, their family money's money will disappear. Okay, so if let's just say uh, I, I come from a wealthy family, but I marry some straggle daggle from from Inglewood, my mother's gonna say, "Well, son, I'm leaving you when I die, ten million dollars." Now a straggle daggle is gonna spend all your money up, son. Don't marry her. No, my mom, I love her. What is my mom going to do? What is my mom going to do? She know she going to not leave me the money. She going to be like, "Nah, we can't. We can't." This is what elite families do. You can't marry her. You you can't marry her. Why? Why? Cuz she's black mom? No. No, cuz she's a straggle daggle. She has a poor mindset. She has a poverty mindset. She's going to give your money away. She's going to move her family in with you. You can't marry her. Marry one of the Johnsons over here from Baldwin Park, Baldwin Hills. Don't don't marry that one. I know the Johnsons. They have a daughter. She's cool. She'll let you run the streets and just don't bring it home. <laughs> just don't bring home an STD and don't bring the hookers home. She'll be your wife. That's what they do. They don't let you bring in nobody that they don't know the family. This is how the rich people get married. And should you bring in a straggle daggle or some stripper, they're going to ostracize you. They're going to make that stripper's life a living hell. This is why um, this is why sometimes if you like a rich person from a, a, a different race, you come in, it's all kind of like, oh, no, their mindset is all wrong. It's not because they're a different race. It's because they're not going to protect what we build. Right, Prince Harry did that, right? The Prince Harry thing and the Meghan Markle. Look what happened. Look what happened. He brought in a divorced woman, but everybody keeps making it about race and all this stuff. Well, and you could talk about the whole family legacy and the inbreeding and the, you know, how, what their spirit is. But this is why they ostracized him, whether he wanted to be or not, allegedly. It's because they're like, you can't bring her into this. No, don't, she ain't the one, no. Don't do it. She's gonna tear down your crown. She's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna put us on Instagram stories. She's gonna reveal our secrets. Every family has a secret. So the, the royal family's no different than your crack infested, crack relatives, crack fiend relatives, and all of that. Y'all always want to be like, well, they're demonic and they're part of the elite and the Illuminati. What is your family then? Your family, your family full of crackheads, people in jail and prison, losers. Your family full of a whole bunch of messed up people, too. Okay? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. People always want to say what this family's about. Look at your own family.
people that ain't people still living eight generations in one house, sitting on the porch. Your mama was a crack fiend, mama. Yeah, yeah, you, you guys got all that too. All right, so it is what it is. You bring in the wrong person into one family, the elites ain't going to have it. They're going to be like, no, man, we didn't work for all this because this person going to tear up your credit. They're going to tear up your, and eventually it happens. Khalid Cooper in the building. Shout out to you, man. Good to hear from you. Joseph Norris says, four months on, bulked up, and my mindset is great. My mindset is ready to win. And this does start with fitness, man. Get your fitness right. Slump Down is back in the building. Thank you, sir, for being here again and supporting. Purple Hey, shout out to you and the coach gang. I watched Donovan Sharp, and he has his own app. He has his own app so he can avoid copyright when using others' content. Have you considered your, uh, considered your own? I have. I have a guy that builds apps. Apps are not cheap. Uh, if you do it cheaply, you're going to regret it. And so I have an investment uh, dollar in mind to get the app process started uh, to control my content, right? Because that's where things are going to go. And, um, you know, the number that I have in mind is attainable. Eas it's easily attainable. I should be able to do it within a year or less if I apply myself to it. Um, Feast and Famine says, buying my next vehicle under tax section 179. Thank you, sir, for sharing that. You guys can look that up. The secret of the rich and how the rich stay richer, tax. And guess what? The poor people get mad. Well, that's your choice. You could have set up an LLC. It costs how much? How much money does it cost to set up an LLC? Uh, I've been talking about it. Less than a thousand bucks. You can set that up. All of a sudden, you have tax protection. And then when you start doing passing down money, avoiding capital gains taxes, doing 1031 exchanges when you sell property. Dude, man, it, it's very simple, but a lot of people want to make excuses and make it about something else that it's not. I don't believe things are about race as much as we want to believe. Yes, there's racism, but this thing is an economic. Our system is based on economics. Um, it's nothing personal. <laughs> you can set up an S-Corp easily. Easily. I mean, the whole process will get you under 100, I mean, $1,000. I mean, but it'll cost you $400 for this and $300 for that. Set up your bank account, get your fictitious business name. I've gone over this. Um, the reason why the rich get richer is because they earn interest and they avoid tax, certain taxes. And the poor get poorer because they pay high taxes and they pay interest for everything. I mean, how much more simpler can you make this? And the, the rich leverage debt, the poor accu accumulates debt. Man, this is more economic than you know. You could change your, and, and as a man, and they have trust funds, which they can protect themselves against, capital gains, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I did a whole course breaking this down called uh, Conquer, which is no longer available. But I broke all of this down. But um, uh, the, the one family, one side of people guard against inflation. The other people become victim of inflation. This is more economic than you really want to know. This country is based on capitalism, which is an economic system. It ain't based on racism, all right? Uh, because you're weak, 
then you become victim of that by by succumbing to racism. You succumb easily to racism because that's what you lead with. Guys, this is a class warfare. This is an economic game. This is Monopoly. Angry Man had a great story about Monopoly. <laughs> Y'all better go subscribe to Angry Man. That's my guy. He had this great story about Monopoly. He was like, you guys are playing the game. I mean, you go to work, right? You earn income, right? You pay taxes, right? You, you buy food, right? You have shelter over your head. You're on the Monopoly board. You have a piece. But you just sitting on the board like this, not rolling the dice. You're going, I ain't going to play. Then he said, if you just went around the board, you'd collect $200 each time you went around the board. So if you just rolled the dice and went around the board, you'd collect 200 bucks. But some people are going, but the game is constantly being played, but you're too stubborn to play the game or you're too either ignorant or you know the rules of the game and you're not willing to bend that way. You're a moral person. I'm too moral to play this game. Meanwhile, people buying up property, you get penalized when they buy the property right up under you, AKA gentrification, but you're on the board. Guys, you can't not be on the board. You're literally just staying on the board because there's no, there's no choice of not being on the board. You gotta be on the board. They buy the property up under you that you're sitting on. You could have bought it, but you refuse to go around the board and get 200 bucks. They buy it up under you, gentrify it, then build a hotel on it and charge you rent. <laughs> and then they keep going around you every year, every decade, playing the Monopoly game. And eventually you just want to turn the board upside down. You want to quit the game. You want to ruin the game from everyone else. Guys, the real world doesn't work like that. There's no such thing as just ruining it for everybody else. You can try to sabotage the game. But while you're on the board, might as well play. As they say, as they say, as um, who was it? Who, who did the song Jump? As they say, might as well jump, jump. <laughs> Go ahead and jump, David Lee Roth. Might as well jump in Van Halen. Jump. Go ahead and jump. <laughs> Yo, bro. Might as well jump. You might as well just go ahead and play. Adrian Sharp in the building. Thank you, sir. No relation to Donovan Sharp. A man supporting men says, Coach, how can one contact you? and pay for child support consultation. I have a friend who needs your help. I would say clarity. But guys that are in child support problems often don't have extra money. And as you guys know, if you go to my clarity from last year to this year, you saw the price jump. Well, I said that I was going to do that all of 2021. I was like, I'm going to bring the price down because of all the economy and all of this stuff. But I said, 2022, I'm not. All right, Adrian Paul, free agent, lifestyle, skiing in Brighton. Get out of there. He says, get out there and do. And Adrian Paul is probably about the age of 30. He's got the right mindset. My man is everywhere. Every time he says something, he's in a new city. Now he's skiing in Brighton, one of the fabulous five ski resorts in Salt Lake City. You have Alta, Brighton, 
uh, man, I can't remember. I used to live in Salt Lake City, but there's five resorts that are in within striking distance of Salt Lake City. If you love to ski, you got to ski Salt Lake. You also have um, Park City that is an hour and a half away. Winter weather drive. Great for you. Eric says, Coach, that dead weight comment is prophetic. He says, folks, morals are simply an extension of their emotions and impede their progress. That morality thing, guys, you're going to have to get over. Or you can stay poor. I mean, you don't have to get over it. Uh, a lot of people will morally say, well, it doesn't take money. All you need is love. Okay. Take love to the bank. Take love to the ga gas station. Take love to the, to the liquor store. Take love to anything. Eventually, that love's going to wear off. All right? Your morality's in your way. Yeah, Snowbird is there, too. Your morality's in the way. I, I'm just telling you, man. At some point, you're going to have to be cold. As you guys know, sometimes rich people can appear cold. You don't care, and you don't have empathy and sympathy. Who has time for that? <laughs> I mean, who literally has time for that? And I'm going to tell you something. Rich people will never have empathy or sympathy for you like that. They just don't have it in them. Because they know they got to protect themselves. This is capitalism, man. It's capitalism. They will guilt you out of making money. Don't make no money. You should do it for free. Oh, my God. All right, come on, man. Love don't pay the bills, man. Morality, nobody, no country has ever been built on morality. No strength has ever been built on morality. I mean, morality is nice, but morality is a weakness many times. It's a character. It's a weak characteristic. And people will often use that to trump you as it's a trump card. Well, I'll do the right thing. All right. You know how many people that are doing the right thing, eating cans of beans right now? Struggling on welfare. Well, I'm doing the right thing, though. Says who? According to this system, the right thing is to support yourself and give yourself shelter, food, and clothing. That's the right thing to do. The right thing to do is put my kids in the best position. What do I got to do to do that? Okay. All right. Um, morality is a weakness of Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman. I said that when the Superman movie came out. because I'm sorry. The Spider-Man video movie came out because I never really watched it. My kids were like, let's go see the new Spider-Man. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, morality is causing all kinds of problems. Not for just Spider-Man. It's causing problems for the damn society itself. Because 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 morality got it and morality made him to be out to be the villain for quite a long time. And it took a mere a miracle for him to be looked at as, oh, he was actually right. It took a miracle. And all around that. It was calamity everywhere. People were dying. Cars were getting destroyed. Builders were getting taken down because of morality. Because he wanted to preserve this moral, I want to be right. There was, it was like a bull in a china shop. There was what we call, there was what we call, um, um, oh, I can't even think of the word here or the phrase. Oh, man, collateral damage is the word I was thinking of. Collateral damage. Because of his morality, there was collateral damage. The whole damn society, Metropolis, was torn up. <laughs> mm. 
buildings destroyed, property damage. Because he tried to make a moral decision instead of the right one. All right, let's just fix this. No, oh, well, no, this is the right thing to do. Collateral damage. Come on, man. What do you, and we do this today with you guys woke people. You guys will make an emotional decision because you say it's the moral and right thing to do. And then there's collateral damage afterwards. And you'll be like, well, what happened? How did that happen? You did it. I'm hearing a noise. Give me one second. We're going to take a commercial break here. Commercial break. Sorry about that. We're going to do the rest of the Super Chats, and I got to shut down here. Shout out to a man supporting man says, I saw a homeless camp in nice Santa Rosa, California, making a delivery. I'm like, what the F? This is the world we live in. All right, Santa Rosa has homeless camps. DG Seymour says, blessings, coach. This is my favorite stream. Coach, did you see Tim Cook, the Apple CEO, had a female stalking him? Men, protect yourself. Crazy, man. Jay Will says, I had my headphones on, so didn't hear anything, so I figured it was a disgruntled 304 from your past. She was pretty upset, so I asked to be moved. That's funny. That's crazy. How? But she was on a plane, and she knew who I was. That's scary. Grease Man Texas says, look up Club of Rome and Committee of 300. Shout out to you on that one. Um, the Black Blur coach, what if you have to wait for an opportunity to break the habit? And no, I don't mean wait for a stimulus check or a tax return. However, an opportunity that you planned out in advance that will continue to happen. Um, we have to wait for an opportunity here. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's what happens, right? You're putting yourself in that position. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, you know, the opportunity will come and you'll be prepared for it. As they say, uh, luck is preparation and opportunity. Nick K, blue chip mindset pays professionals, lawyers, CPAs, which pays off in the end. Broke mindset skims on professionals, cuts corners, pays more taxes in the end and loses. I see it in my practice every day. And they're also always looking for the what? The hookup. They always want the hookup. Hookup. Don't pay. I, why do I have to pay you for this valuable information? Old Dog says, family wants you to tap dance for them. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Family wants you to do all the work, and then they want to reap all the benefits because of their family age. Das Token says, sandbag free zone in here. Thank you, sir. Clarence Gasser says, keep up the good work. Coach, shout out to the coach gang and all the girls at Brigham Young University. Das Token says, YouTube, how to take charge of your own life by Jim Rohn. Shout out to you on that one. 
King of Spades says, morning coach, I've listened to that Outwitting the Devil a year ago and made a lot of changes in my life as well as the shield you've provided as well. Thanks for saving my life at 50 and all Coach Game brothers and affiliates. Appreciate you, brother, man. Hey, guys, it's the guys that changed their lives with this. Man, they, they make it. A man supporting man says, my S-P-E-R-M, my choice. And that's true, too. We're also saying protect your meat, protect your seed. Guys, you don't have to impregnate women. You don't. You can decide to not impregnate them and take control of your life. Nakia Demings is in the building. Shout out to you, sister. Thanks for that. Super sticker. Rusted junk. Black people are not monolithic minded and will never be. The community minded person expecting that is completely and utterly illogical. Yeah, they they literally want yeah, it, the way they think about things and solutions are often not going to work in this society. It's not going to work. So if you do want that, just understand you'll be in a certain place. I paved the way blue chip mindsets is my favorite series, even more than the 304 content. Gumps can have those 304s and stay broke. Free agent for life from NYC. Shout out to you. Thank you for that. That that song, Money and the Power by Scarface, has a great line for that one. And it was like the second or third verse in which he said his cousin, he got in. Of course, it was about drug dealing, but he got his cousin involved with drug dealing. But he said he would rather chase women. And then he was like, he, he said, even my cousin doesn't realize the women he's chasing, they're screwing me. So I'm getting the women he's chasing. And then he said, he says, it really doesn't matter. Because I can never tell. He can stay broke, but I got dope to sell. Okay? So even when he brought his cousin in on the business, he started chasing women. And the women, like I tell you, the women you're running game on, I have I have them already. I've already had them. They're leaking me, and you're running game on them. It really doesn't matter because I can never tell. He can stay broke, but I got dope to sell. <laughs> Now, change it up. Don't use it and say, well, he's talking about drugs. Just think of the message there. Just think of the message. Crease Universe says, thank you, Coach, A.K. Morpheus. He says, I now understand what it's like to walk in the shoes of Neo. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Auto Man says, you're absolutely right about blue chip marriages. It is what it is. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, Leo Nardrum says, the, eight, the U.K., that UK prince got stripped of his titles because he went with Straggle Megan. Stay focused, gents. Double my income in one year with the free agent lifestyle. Shout out to the coach gang. Don't mess yourself up. Try to get love, guys. You can you can buy love all day long. Money does buy it. Be what it is, says tapping in from Cali. Shout out to California. Amari says the rich buy Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. Coolinens, I don't know what that type of that car is, but he says G-Wagons and other cars because of the 6,000-pound rule under Section 179, but the poor don't know that and try and shame. I think I did hear a video about that, about them getting taken advantage of the 6,000-pound rule. See, they don't know this, and then you think these people are driving around cars that they just bought off, and they're paying. Man, there's a game out here. And the reason that you're never going to learn it is because they don't want you to learn it. Now, I'm giving you game that I've been passed on to me, and I'm still learning. But damn if I'm going to do it the way you've been doing it. Have you ever heard of this person, these people? 
Oh, you can set up a payment plan for that. They buying a rice cooker on QBC. Six payments, 18 bucks. They're going to do that for everything. And then be trying to get $60 off their gas bill. I mean, guys, you could do that way. Short, those, those people are so short-sighted, it's unbelievable. They got a payment plan. They got 20 payment plans to every damn thing they own. It is sickening. Don Papo is in the building. Shout out to you. James Hampton says, people wonder why information isn't presented in the public school education system. If everyone had this info, just imagine how life would be. Just imagine. I'm hearing a noise. It's not sounding good. Rest in peace, RP Mike, but money don't make you happy, eh? He says, yeah, if you hit the lottery, this could be true, but it's impossible to build and create income and not be happy. And does poverty make you happy? That's the old thing. I don't get Well, money's not going to make you happy. Poverty does. Since when has poverty made you happy? Well, I'm happy with just the people around me. That's a broke mentality. I will never have that. I don't want that many broke-ass people around me. Shout out to the coach gang. I got to run. I got an appointment here and an emergency to take care of. But the schools aren't going to teach you this information because they need you to be ham and eggers. Shout out to the coach gang and we out of here. Let's get some outro music. Peace.